Now, back to the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete, Rob, and Lisa. You know, I'm obsessed with uh, staying in shape, dieting, and the whole deal. Lisa just made a face because, what do you call me? Manorexic. Thank you. That is Which, a huge compliment. I should probably stop saying it because it diminishes yeah, the struggles it, it of does. people with anorexia. We joke, but, uh, folks, but I worry that I'm a biscuit away from being uh, huge. One in four Americans have tried at least 16 different ways to lose weight. One in four Americans, 16 mm. different ways. That's crazy. Let's bring in the expert. She is a registered dietitian and nutritionist. Our friend, go to her website, dawnjacksonblattner.com. Dawn, how are you? Well, hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'd love to give you some words of wisdom around this topic. Some peace. You know, maybe some peace. Peace. Peace would yeah. be great. Yeah. You know? Don't uh, you, you only feel get like- to live once, Pete. You should have occasionally eat a biscuit. Right. <laughs> there, and there you go. But you know what? The stat you said at the top is really, I think it's so important to know that people really are wanting to lose weight. They're really trying. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they become frustrated, they become unsuccessful, and they become disheartened by the whole process. And then they sort of heal and then they try it again. And their, you know, wellness is depleted, their mindset is in a horrible funk. And this is really, it's a vicious cycle that truly does need peace. It really does need peace. It does. 16 different ways. That's crazy. And then I started thinking about... That seems low to me. Because if you try (laughs) a new diet or two new diets a year, yeah, you know, it's easy to rack up 16. But I wonder, you know what, Donna, I'm wondering though, is it immediate gratification because people, they try the diet, they don't see the results that they want immediately they get discouraged, go back to the old habits, try a new diet, mm-hmm. don't see the results they want. So it's it's the hamster wheel, right? Stop talking yes, about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, good call, though, Lisa. I mean, that is, everybody hears themselves in this story. Like, this is not, you know, somebody who's suffering alone of like, oh, my gosh, it's me. There's something wrong with me. It's like, no, everybody's in this boat. You're not alone. This story is so common. And yeah, you're absolutely right, Rob. You know, part of it is, you know, it's not happening fast enough. Um, And then part of it is really picking plans that make your life miserable. And it is impossible to do something that makes you miserable. And so, you know, I I have to say, Rob, you have a lot to add to this conversation, I know, because you have made such realistic changes in your life that I feel like are such a beacon of hope for all of us of like, you know, it doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to be miserable. You can, in fact, have a life that you love and get results. People don't think that's possible. Rob, uh, a lot about Lisa didn't know um, Chunky Rob. Is it okay if I call you Chunky Rob? You were um, I, I use I used to Husky. like the word I, I used to like the word cuddly. Cuddly, very cuddly. cuddly Rob. Yeah. Yes. How much was, weight did I you was, lose? I was cuddly at about two sixty, and I lost about forty pounds. So I've been hovering around two twenty. Uh, for a while, give or take a few pounds on either side of that. But mm. no, I, I think this is my comfortable weight. I, I look okay. I feel great. Um, and a lot of that was due to the fact that I, I stopped drinking, you know, so I, I took the alcohol calories out of the diet. That, of mm. course, then led to less munching and less desire to, you know, eat late at night or, you know, grab that Totina's party pizza and mm. shove it in the oven. And, you know, so, so the weight came <laughs> off. <laughs> well, You know, what I love about your story is pick one thing. It's like what happens is people have a life 
And then they try and go on a diet with a million different changes from who they actually are and how they actually live and things they actually prefer. And they try and fit into this diet that is not them. Are you trying to tell me that if I love to eat fruit, I probably shouldn't go on a diet plan that says you can never eat a single piece of fruit Ding, ding, ever. ding, ding, ding. Correct. You are a winner. Because yes. you're probably going to be miserable or meat or whatever. Yes. I mean, it really is the case of if you could take a step back and just you know, with curiosity and not judgment, you could just take a step back and say, okay, you know what? I am gaining weight. And guess what? This is not some sort of shame game, I need to say. It, me gaining weight just means my body is asking me to treat it in a different way. Weight is just symbolic. It's just symbolic that your body is asking for a different way. And so you say, Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. It really is the case. And so you say, okay, hey, have a little conversation with yourself. Hey, body, what do you like? And you're like, hey, your body says, hey, you sit all day. Maybe you could go for a walk, you know? And you say, okay, you know what? I think I will do that with a loving intention. Not because I hate my body, but because it's asking to be treated in a different way. Or, you know, I wake up and I have heartburn. Maybe your body is saying, listen, could you not eat so late at night? Like, give that a test, you know, in a loving way, not out of hate, but out of love and care for your human body that is just asking for a little bit of a different approach. Can I get back to Rob for one second and then we'll yes. move on? <laughs> yes. Oh yes. I'm being serious. I've known Rob a long time. And when you made that change, your your attitude changed, you got in shape, you started feeling great about yourself, your life changed. And I've said this before, you've never been in a better place, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that. It was it was weird because there, this was evolutionary. It wasn't revolutionary. It it was a mm. it was a process that I'll be quite honest with you. I wasn't really aware of, but every so often I would have kind of these, you know, kind of bolts of lightning, and and I would say to myself, Yeah, you know what? I I feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm able to get out of bed. I'm not lethargic. It doesn't take me half a day to get going anymore. I'm I'm ready to roll when the alarm goes off, and you know, and it just. I felt better and better and better. Uh, I went from a 40 waist down to a 36. I mean, it, you know, it was just, wow. just little things like that yeah. um, that spoke volumes. And here's, here's the thing. Just the other day, Susan and I took about a three-mile walk from where we live to a different section of town. And then we treated ourselves. We, did, we didn't we – had, I, I had a, a full slab of ribs. I had onion rings. But because we took the walk before dinner, I felt, all right, you know, now this is the one day a week where I'm going to treat myself. And, you know, I had a great meal. I got to tell you, you just spoke some magic, Rob, that needs to be pulled out. And that is you looked at a lot of non-scale benefits. You were motivated not by the end results like you were talking about, that everyone gets frustrated that their end doesn't come fast enough. You started looking at day-to-day immediate benefits. We cannot motivate ourselves. We are human beings who are not motivated by long-term savings, by long-term weight loss, by long-term things. We need immediate gratification. So why not look at those immediate gratifiers? Guess what? I feel like a million bucks after a walk. Doesn't mean I lost 10 pounds. But I feel stronger, healthier, more alive, more energized, more willing to tackle my day in a bright, bold way. 
That's what I need to focus on in my walk. Not that I lose 10 pounds doing that one walk. So anyway, I love that you focus on non-scale benefits and immediate good feelings. That's huge for people. The other thing is I want to throw this out as a potential thought starter for you. What if treating yourself, treat yourself was actually (laughs) the walk itself along with the ribs and all this stuff that you have found a way to treat yourself in such a tender, loving care that it's a balance of a great three-mile walk. And it's not that you've earned the right to eat ribs. It's that you've, you've figured out there is a way to treat your human body with ultimate respect and fun and love and health and all the things. So I, I think treating yourself is exactly right. And I think the walk is part of treating yourself. I think that meal is part of your treating yourself. I think bonding you know, with your partner over the walk is treating yourself. You, you have so many self-care things you said in that story and it's all treating yourself. It's all about mindset, isn't it? Tam. I feel like I'm failing. And Rob I'm feeling just got very an spiritual today. I'm, what I say? <laughs> I'm feeling very deep about this because you know what? I mean, it really, you try so many diets. It's not the diet. It's, it's the thing that is sitting. How, how much does our brain weigh? It is that thing that is what is standing in all of our way. You know, it's, it's the idea of getting our mind right and that everything sort of falls into place after that. Well, in so many things that you see online or in the newspaper or on TV, it's all about extreme. It's go on this extreme diet and the extreme amount of rules. And then you have to be like a contestant on The Biggest Loser and work out eight hours a day until you vomit in a bucket. And if you're not vomiting in a bucket from trying so hard, it's not even worth doing the workout. Mm -hmm. And people forget that something as easy as going for a walk can be the way to start. You don't have to become an Olympian to feel better. Yeah, it is true. And there is some sort of comfort. People want to believe that they're doing something. They, they don't feel well. So they want to believe that they're doing something and think it has to be, like you say, sort of hard and painful and miserable. But you can find comfort in the structure of rules like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to wake up and go for a walk to feel good. Like, you know, you can give yourself some sort of like structure in creating new habits that feels good and comforting, um, but that doesn't have to feel hard and miserable. What about that mm-hmm. voice in your head that just beats you down? I feel like the voice in oh. my head just beats me I had down. Don't eat that nightmare. thing. Oh, now you eat it and then you feel guilty oh. and then it's a snowball effect. It really is. And I got to say, if there's one thing that I start most of my clients on and they pretty much all roll their eyes at me is really this sort of affirmation of like, you need to be your own cheerleader. You need to catch yourself doing things right. I'm a stepmother. And I read a lot of parenting books um, when I was first a stepmother. And one of the only lessons that I really took from all of these books is catch the kid doing the right thing. Don't just sit there and yell at them doing all the bad things. And so I say that to adults right now. It's like, catch yourself doing the right thing and remind yourself of like, wow, how good that walk felt. Like how strong my body actually is, you know, how lucky I am to be alive and well, to be, you know, outsider, whatever it is. Um, You know, I think it is sadly sunshiny of me to say these things, but they work and I say them because they work. And I want, I want to say one thing to Dawn. I know we're talking about nutrition and fitness here, but you are not a stepmother, Dawn. You are a bonus mom. (laughs) 
Oh, no. Is that what they call it now, the bonus mom? No. Well, I will tell you what. I saw this in an article about Tom Brady and his wife because they've got a blended family. Oh, boy. And I thought no truer words were ever spoken because Susan and I have blended family. We've got six kids between the two of us. Bonus mom. Bonus mom. I have goosebumps. I love that. The reframe. Okay. So you know how good you made me feel right there? Literally just by reframing that. And that is what we are talking about with food and nutrition. It needs a massive reframe. People feel awful. And so if you can do it and just (laughs) chase the feeling of feeling good, chase the feeling of feeling good. Don't chase a weight. Don't wait until you lose the weight. Losing weight does not make you feel good. It is chasing the feeling of feeling good. That is the ultimate goal of all goals. We're talking with Dawn Jackson Blattner. Go to her website, dawnjacksonblattner.com. All right, I'm going to take a break. And I always do this when we have you on the show is get us to the starting point. Where do we start? One in four Americans have tried at least 16 different ways to lose weight. Where do we start? (laughs) this week more with dawn coming up next more of the pete mcmurray show next now back to pete rob and lisa we're talking with registered dietitian and nutritionist go to her website dawnjacksonblattner.com dawn Where do we start? We've been talking about one in four Americans have tried at least 16 different ways to lose weight. Okay, just erase all of that. Where do we start? Does it start with mindset? Is that where we start? You know, I do love the idea of the mindset of the asking yourself, what could I do to feel better? You know, is it not snacking at night? You know, I don't know. Test it out. Don't commit to anything. Give yourself a test and say, you know what? That may make me feel better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test it out and see. If you feel better, automatically your human motivation system kicks in and you will keep doing it because you're like not doing it because someone told you to. You should stop eating at 8 p.m. You're doing it because you're like, oh my gosh, I do this and I feel better. This is a great feedback loop. Um, and so I would say, you know, have a real heart to heart with yourself of, you know, what would make you feel better and test it. Don't commit to anything. Test it for seven days and do the experiment on yourself. I love that because as we've seen throughout the pandemic, uh, people don't like being told what to do with their bodies. I love the fact that it's like you test, you figure out what works best for you. Yep. And very much to Rob's point is one thing. Okay. All habits, all momentum, everything starts with one thing. Sure. Maybe you've got 15 habits that are, you find absolutely despicable and horrible and you know, you want to change them at some point, pick the one that's going to feel the easiest and feel the most exciting for you to test first. And then you can rattle off your list as you go. And momentum truly does start with just that one thing. Yeah. I, look, at, I'm, I'm not a zealot about this. I, a lot of people know that I don't drink anymore. Before that, I was a world champion drinker, as Pete can attest to. <laughs> and when I stopped, again, I'm, I'm not anything special, but I did it cold turkey. I just decided one day I, I've enough is enough. And there you go. But I, I would suggest to the people out there who are still drinking, maybe cut back. Beautiful. Okay. So Pete, 
We started this whole thing with you being like, wait a second. Know, why I'm, is it back to me all of a sudden? Because I'm so interested in this. Does this feel, we said, okay, let's start this idea with peace yes. and like trying to have a little more peace with that restriction binge cycle mm-hmm. and He's trying not- to, absorbing any of that. I am listening. I am listening. I wanted wanted to know, did you have any takeaways? Were there anything that, or does this sound like hogwash? (laughs) Um, 100%. I need to stop with the negative thoughts. I feel like I have negative thoughts in my life and you just have to train your brain to catch yourself. But I wrote down, listen to your body. I don't listen to my body enough. You're, you're, you keep saying, you know, try this out for seven days. I need to cut tomatoes out of my diet. They just don't fit with my body. I feel bloated. I don't feel well. It's like a cinder block in my gut. I just need to cut. And I love tomatoes in the past. Something happened in my life, but I need to listen to my body. I I don't think a lot of people do. I love that takeaway. It's probably the most powerful, most magical takeaway you could have had of this whole conversation. You get an A plus for this. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. You get an A plus. Get some because it does reflect back to us, right? Is like, you know, when people you brought up, you know, the idea of weight and weight loss, the, the deal is is that your body is just trying to tell you something. So could you slow down and listen? Don't shove it on a diet, don't hate it to lose weight. Just say, wait a second, what are you trying to tell me? I need to walk more, I need to decrease my pizza tomatoes, or you know, try more white pizzas or whatever. <laughs> you know, what are you trying to tell me? I need to drink more water. Maybe my headaches are trying to tell me I need to drink more water, whatever it may be. Just listen and do it in a loving way. And if you do it with that kind of intention, I gotta say, it just it doesn't feel hard, it doesn't feel miserable, but what it does do is it just keeps naturally happening and it builds momentum. I love it. I have a question about prescription medicines, like a lot of antidepressants cause weight gain. And um, a bunch of my friends and I were over the weekend, we were talking about how we love these medicines, but we don't love the side effect. Is there any good strategy for people coping with medical issues or prescriptions that might be packing on the pounds where regular strategies aren't necessarily going to work because of the way they're changing your hormone structure? Thank you for bringing this up because it is real. Medication is not weight neutral all of the time. That absolutely medications can cause weight gain. Now, one thing that is the most important guiding light in this is mental health is the first and foremost priority. So taking these medications, if it is for mental health, that is absolutely key. But number two, it is also having a conversation with a doctor that you trust to say, hey, you know what? I love this medication. Is there anything that is more weight neutral for me? Is there anything else that we can test that may help me? Because I'm also noticing that I love the medication, but I'm not loving these side effects. So what can we do here? So you might be able to have a partnership with that physician. But then after those things are off the table, then it really just becomes about chasing that feeling good feeling. And knowing that why people want to lose weight is to feel better. And so you don't have to wait to lose the weight to feel better now. What would make you feel better? You know, going for a walk, upgrading your walk to a walk job, you know, not having snacks at night, changing, upgrading the types of snacks you have, you know, drinking more water. What is it that you can do to feel better? And then that is the ultimate goal after all. Chasing that feeling good feeling. I love that. Can I trademark that? I wish you would. I, I wish somebody would make money off That's of this. Put t-shirt. on a t-shirt. <laughs> that is such a great line. Chasing t-shirt. that feeling good feeling. What's going to make you feel good? Huh. 
Try it. Try it for seven days. If it makes you feel good, run with it. It seems so obvious, but we never do it. I know. We ignore our bodies. We just ignore them. We're out of time, Dawn. I mean, it just flies by. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Check out our website, DawnJacksonBlattner.com. It's Dawn Jackson Blattner, everybody. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.